This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fennoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Laurie Holden, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Drew, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you are listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper in Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to ZombieCast. ZombieCast. Temple, you know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, zombie cast. Stay tuned in. Follow me. And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this week, and welcome to Zombies to Zombie Cast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie, episode 132, where I'm Sean. I'm Norma. And I'm Ted. And thank you, Zombies, for another download of Zombie Cast this week. We want to thank you no matter where you get us iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, ZombieCast.net. The best place is every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern at allgames.com forward slash chat. Come over here, enter your name, and enter the chat. Mingle with the zombies. Mingle with us here on the show. Ask stuff. Interact. We love the zombies here live in chat. But if you want to hear us live, you cannot join us live. Simply add TuneIn app to all devices, uh, including the Amazon Echo and your car and all the new digital stereos. And add all games radio to hear us live that way. We do want to remind you guys to go over to ZumResearchSociety.com. It's your official radio show of the Zum Research Society. Go over there and browse all those news articles, and you can actually listen to ZombieCast <gasps> over there on the front page. So we want, to thank, yeah, we want to thank the guys over there. George Romero himself, the king of zombies, Matt Moak, Dave Marks, and uh, ZombieThon. We want to thank all those guys over there. And uh, while you're on the social medias, go to Facebook, search ZombieCast, like our page over there, and over on the Twitters, follow it, ZombieCast World, and uh, you know what? Click that banner up top and follow each individual host. Now, guys, you know, Canada this week, we're, we're on the verge, but, but you, you know, me and Ted got together this week, and it was a, an emergency CRS <laughs> meeting, and Ted kind of brought it to my attention. Yeah, my the, the CRS, my CRS phone, which it flashes red, started ringing. It was like four in the morning, and I was like, "Oh God, something, something major is going down." Yeah. So yeah. I went to I went to that. So I so I quickly slid down a pole into the uh-huh. CRS command center. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> patched, in, patched in Sean live via satellite. So Ted Ted suggested this. There's there's none there's not gonna be a segment this week. We don't have a topic, guys, and we apologize. We apologize. But we're gonna do a little testing here on uh, on zombie cast to kinda show you some behind the scenes stuff. So you may not understand this because this is very professional stuff, 
Very but uh, Ted, you got your uh, Ted Norman. You got your uh, notepad and pen. Uh, I do. I think. All right, no. Ted, you got yours. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ted. Okay, Matt. That's gonna, a lie. We're gonna do a little. We're gonna do a little CRS testing. Matt, can you hum for us? Uh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, no, no. Just, just mm-hmm. one tone. One tone. Not a song. What? What? All right, all right, that's good, that's good. No, man needed okay. to say um, Easy Street. You gotta hum that one. Dad, you gotta kick Norma out of the testing room. She is totally lost. <laughs> Spreading all her germs around the testing room. Yeah. Hey, Matt, Matt. Yo. Can you say this for me? Tippy, tippy, treetop. <laughs> tippy, tippy, treetoppy. You notice that, Ted? You got to jot that down. Jot it down. In this, yeah, yeah. And this type of stuff me and Ted do, uh, uh, you know, Tuesday trippy, through Sunday. Tippy, tippy, treetop? Yeah. He All threw right. an A in there, Ted. He threw a fucking A in there. Oh, it's an A? Okay. okay. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, on? And, okay. and one more test, Matt. Can you say size 10 flip-flop? Size 10 flip-flop. All right, Ted, you got that? Jot that down. Oh, yeah, I got it down. Uh, Come on, Ted, write it down. And here's the last one. Can you say... Dip, 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 dipper. A dip, 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 a dip, dip, dipper. I'm not writing all that. You know what? He's flying with flying colors. Go, Matt. We cannot tell the zombies out there what that was, but you know that, that's the end of it, guys. So we can move on. Uh... You know what? We've got a, a good news story this week. You know what? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's roll this back. What the hell was that all about? <laughs> Can I tell him, Ted? That was, uh, that was part of our test, man. Is this it's kind of like Mal? Oh, when you play Mal, you just kind of have to figure it along. Hmm. <laughs> Matt? I guess so. I didn't I write it down. Not. Maybe I should have written this. Ted, see Matt, buddy, I got to tell you, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. He's lost me. <laughs> <laughs> Size 10 flip flop. All right. All right, guys, we got a good news. You deal. know, Go I was ahead. just to say there, there is, isn't there a correlation between shoe size and other things? Matt? So that might be a good Noses. Thing. No. Oh, 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 noses. Yes. The distance yes. from your elbow to your wrist. Yes, Norma. Yeah. Well, mm, yeah. That too. Yeah. I got a newborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby should be falling out. But guys, we got We're going to start off with an awesome news story this week because you know what? ZombieCast and the Zombie Research Society had the doors open to Microsoft this week with Mr. Major Nelson for Dead Rising 4, guys. So you, if you go awesome. to com, like I said, they invited us. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't go, but as a part of the team, uh, ZombieCast and the Zombie Research Society, uh, you know, like I said, open doors to Microsoft with Major Nelson. We got a news story, right, Matt? Some good stuff. Mm. And there's a video over there. It's a society. Yeah, so it looks like their Cameron Carlson, uh, part of our team there, went over to the actual main office in Redmond, Washington, Microsoft Studios. They got a cool little uh, tour of the office, got to see Dead Rising 4, which I guess is out now, right? Because I think... Uh, uh, yes, it is out. Yes. Yeah, I think Ted and Subzee have been playing and talking about it in the chat there. So, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a pretty kick-ass little tour. If you don't mind me saying, yeah. so uh, go 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 read the article for yourself. It's on Zombie Research Society a video, and yeah, there's a video of their tour there. It's actually uh, it's really interesting. So yeah, so the society really wanted us to spread the word for this because this is kind of big, you know. Major Nelson and Microsoft to open it, you know, for you know our you know we are the society. You know what I'm saying? So so to have the doors open 
solely for that is, I think, pretty damn awesome. So go over to zombieresearchsociety.com, and uh, it's one of the scrolling banners up top. But uh, it's a great, great video from the Society. So uh, be sure to go over there and, and watch that video and give them some love. Uh, our equal partners over there at the zombieresearchsociety.com. That's pretty wow. awesome, though. Yeah, good on them, man. Have you ever met Major Nelson? You guys, I've never met. Him. I've, I met him. Uh, true story. I was walking. I was at Comic Con, walking down the street in like ten at night, and he just came walking out of a cafe as I came walking by, mm. and I was like, Major Nelson, and that was that was about it. Major Nelson. <laughs> Is that one of the story? Well, you were having dinner with the Walker Stalkers and Matt Moak that night, right? No, this was this is a different Comic Con. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was thinking it was that. But guys, you know what? I'm kind of nervous. And I talked about this on our other show, me and Norma, the other day because it was kind of the day that I found out. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, Walker Stalker Con Charlotte is this coming up weekend, <gasps> and and Walker Stalkers asked me to be on the main stage <laughs> hosting some panels, guys. So you know, I, I'm not going to be on the little side stage. I'm going to be on the main stage. I'm, I'm a little nervous. God. That's pretty kick-ass. awesome. That's awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah, and uh, you know they told me to show up Saturday and Sunday. I talked to them on the phone. Uh, they gave me their phone number, and uh, you know what? I may be doing some. I, the the one that I know definite is, is going to be like me and five people from Z Nation. Uh, me doing the panel by myself, but we got Murphy, Doc, Ten K, and Addy, and uh, I think someone else from uh, from that. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wanted the Michael Rooker panel, and it went to Brian Johnson and Mean Chang from uh, Comic Book Man. But, you know, it's it, it's a big ordeal. It's the first time it's ever been in Charlotte. And it, you guys know what it's like to, to be in the big hall, you know, where, where they have the, the stuff. So I, I, I'm i yeah. nervous, but I'm excited. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to start this panel off, and I'm going to ask the king of zombies his definition of a zombie. Murphy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, so mm-hmm. to add our touch to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Z Nation has always been good to us, but uh, I, I, I'm excited. You know, they told me to come. You know, with the good, so you know, a couple good questions. I have another question yeah. for yep. to ask. Can I give you another question? See if this one makes the cut, Sean. And if you don't use it, I'm not going to be offended. You should ask him what three items from their apartment would they bring with them on the zombie apocalypse. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. But or from their go. home, wherever it is. But you know, wherever their home, the zombie apocalypse breakout. What are the three things that they would take from their home? Yeah. But, but, you know, they, they told me, you know, they, they, like, 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 usually they have the RV there or whatever prop they have. You know, I got to go backstage and get some photo ops with those guys. And then, uh, you know, it, from, from the way they talk, Z Nation has really been filling up the panels uh, here lately. And on Sunday when I'm doing it, I, you know, there's only one other big panel, which is after that, which is Michael Rooker. But, uh, you know, I get to go backstage. But, you know, I got to walk out on stage by myself. So, uh, I, I wouldn't want to do that, up. Sean. You're 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 a braver man so, than I am. Sean, practice with uh, us. How are you going to introduce them? Let's hear it. I will walk out and I will say I'm Freeman from the global radio show ZombieCast.net and the Zombie Research Society. Then you'll zip for some Z Nation. Head dipper in charge. Yep. Head dipper. Yeah. Head dipper in charge. But you know what? Let's bring the guys from Z Nation out. We got Addy, Murphy, Doc, and 10K himself. And then I'll call them by their names. And then, uh, but they said, you know, they've got two mics out there, and I can throw it to the crowd anytime I want. Very you know, cool. So, yeah, you know, they said cool. bring a few questions, enough to, uh, you know, stir up some dust talking. And, uh, you know, whenever it starts getting calm, just throw it to the crowd. Be like, you go, you go, you go, you go. 
And uh, but you know what? I'm excited. You know, I think you know whenever I DJ, you know, I recently DJ for High Point University. Mm-hmm. So so the crowd thing, I I think I'm okay with. Right. But I'm really excited about this. You know, maybe Zombie Cast has a chance to get our foot in the door. Uh, you know, for you know, you know, Normie could have been on stage in Philadelphia. Yes. Normie was. She, but I, she, I chickened out. I'm not afraid to tell you that I chickened out. Like when Sean told me, like I got this crawl from my toes all the way to the top of my head. Yeah. I'm like, if only I had Matt here or Ted or Sean, <laughs> I would totally do this. But yeah, I, I, could do, I could do it with with someone else by myself. Sean, you're a brave man. You're a brave. Yeah. Man. Yeah. See, I'm, when I DJ is by myself, you know what I mean. So you uh, talking to the crowd is you just take a deep breath and you, and, you, and you're like, you know what? Everybody in the crowd don't give a fuck. You know, once you get to that mentality, it's just like it's okay. That's but, true. And we've all seen people who screw up majorly, and we don't care at the end of the day. Yeah, so. absolutely. Everyone yeah. there is just to have fun. And you're going to do an awesome job, anyways. Like you said, you've got the public speaking down. You're on a weekly show. You're you know what you're talking about. You're charismatic. So. Mm-hmm. You're going to rock it. Now, what you have to do, though, is you've got to finish watching the series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got – I'm down to two of them left. Okay, there you go. And then the season the season finale is actually next Friday. So it's going to be, you know, it, you know, one of them may die. We don't, I don't know. How many episodes of Z Nation have there been? Uh, this is season three, and, and they don't take breaks. So it's – I think they do like 14 episodes. So they're like, they're uh, like give or take 45, 50 episodes in? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, if I uh, was if I was in that panel, I'd have to catch up on forty five or fifty episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! True. <laughs> but, 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 but the one thing that I want to end the 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 panel with, okay, is uh, you know, I want to tell them I want to be like, you know what? I want to speak for myself. I've never typed with my fingers, and I've never seen on social media any episode of Z Nation being repped by the word filler. And you guys should be proud. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. Episode, you know what I mean? Action packed every week. Are you going to call what? out Walking Dead during the Z Nation panel? Like, put 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 Walking Dead on blast? Are you going to say it's not as good as Fear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fear's going to be there, too. I wish I'd get that panel. God, can you imagine if – can you imagine how great Fear the Z Nation would be? Because if it's as good compared to – Walking Dead as fear is compared to Walking Dead. <laughs> fear the Z Nation would be the greatest invention by man. You know what right. <clears throat> question I would have for the the kid that plays Nick um, <clears throat> on, what do you call it? Fear. On fear. I would ask him, what is it like to be beside like Daniel Radcliffe? You know, or um, Rupert. Because he, do you watch, have you watched Harry Potter? Do you know the Harry Potter series? The is movie? he in Harry Potter? Yeah. He is. Who's in Harry he Potter? He is actually Tom Movolo when he is. Um, Wait, see, Nick is? Nick, yeah. Ah. I'm like, I know this kid. I know this kid. So I ended up looking him up. No bandwagon, like, guys. That's where I know him <laughs> from. He is actually Tom Riddle uh, for a few scenes. Oh, nice. But they, they, like I said, hopefully it's our chance for a foot in the door here. And, and you know what? I'm going to be excited because my kids are going to be in the crowd. You know, uh, Chloe and Lennon have never been to Walker Stalker. So uh, they're going to be going with us. And uh, you, you know what? It's going to make me proud. You know what? I mean, uh, it's kind of an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? I, I just hope I don't screw it up. But I don't, I don't think I will. I don't think there's a way to screw it up. I don't think you can screw it up. Just yeah. be yourself. Uh, don't, don't tell, like, 
five minute long questions in and out. And you know, not saying anything about Walker Stalker Con or, or anything like that, but Matt and Ted, you guys have been to, and Norm have been to the panels here. Sometimes the moderators are just monotone. Yeah, yeah they don't seem into it. Yeah, yeah, not into it. You know, and I, and I want to bring the hype for Z Nation. <laughs> but, but you know what? I also thought about this. I can walk out on stage and be like, "Fuck you, fuckers! <laughs> Fuck Trump!" And, and, and dude, Zombie Cast make fucking news. <laughs> Heck yeah, we might have seen some heat now. <laughs> and you tell me to go out there and just shit my pants or something. That way, the Zombie Cast get on the news. Yeah, you got to do something to remember you by. So shit your pants and then smear it. Uh, spell out fuck Trump with your your poop with, <laughs> with poo poo and then you can be yeah. on yeah. yeah but uh, that'll be great press be, for us right right but be sure <laughs> yeah. to uh, follow our Twitter at ZombieCast World and then our Facebook page uh, ZombieCast and I'll, I'll be posting some pictures and stuff especially from the Ooh. Z Nation panel if we can get and, Donald uh, Trump to tweet actually tweet and go at ZombieCast World told me to <laughs> to eat shit at at Walker Stalker uh. Had like like not fair all in caps with an exclamation point or something like he does losers losers who wins yeah. zombie cats nothings make, make <laughs> Romero great again <laughs> but uh so good luck man. I'm glad they picked you uh yep. you gotta do you'll maybe, be great maybe and then they'll come to Toronto and they'll, they'll maybe be like Trump hey remember Matt appoint remember Sean Let's Romero in the I cabinet or something oh yeah. you know, right our friend Nick from Fear he was arrested in, on May twenty second. For being a he, bad actor. Just well, Just Nick. He, Nick. Nick, was that really the reason? It wasn't because you were in a fight with a security guard on the okay. CBS lot? Uh-oh. Is that what Why? it is? Why was he it? says um, he was in a fight with a security guard during which the actor allegedly struck the guard while trying to access the studio grounds. Delane, that's his last name, was detained until a- LAPD officers arrived and arrested him on battery charges. The incident is still currently under investigation. Oh, oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. You ever learned? Who you ever yes. learned? And he was in Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. That is the the Harry Potter movie he was in, where he played Tom Riddle. How far you've fallen? How far you've which, fallen? Which which movie was that? The sixth. That one? is. No, yes. Wait. That's the fourth or fifth. That, Tom no, Riddle that's, is like that's the sixth one. Excuse Please. me, Matt. Everyone knows that the fifth one is the go- <laughs> the fourth one is the Goblet of Fire. Okay, everyone knows that. Mm. It's not the third one. Okay, no. okay. No, the third one is yes. the Prisoner of Azkaban. Everyone the knows. Of Azkaban. <laughs> okay, first one is Harry Potter and the guy with the weird face in the back of his head. It's, right? it's, called, it's called the Harry Potter and the Phantom Menace episode one. I only see one Harry Potter, and it was the first one. That's it. Sorcerer's Stone, then it comes. What's the second one? Come on, Ted. Uh, Sorcerer's Stone, the second one is the... Hermione's uh, yeah. the, the, uh, oh, yeah. hot. Third Prisoner of Azkaban, fourth is Goblet of Fire. The second one is Gavel. The Chamber of Secrets. The Chamber of oh. Secrets, that's what it is. Sixth one is Hermione starts to get hot, right? Yeah. No, I think it's the third one when she, when she kind of grows out of her little girl. No, that's a little creepy stage. if I say third year. I, I think by the <laughs> sixth or seventh movie... It's not as creepy to <laughs> oh, say. Oh, because like, she's older. Because she's older there. Got it. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Actually, I think Emma Watson is beautiful. So yeah. I've only seen one Harry Potter movie. Only, I've I only seen the first. I own them all. Oh, well, yeah. Emma Watson. Emma Watson is in that uh, new Beauty and the Beast movie that's coming out. Yes. And she's also in This is the End? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah is. Or, and which is the one with James Franco? Because I confused that this one. This is and... the end. Okay. 
And they're all talking about raping her or whatever. And it's funny. (laughs) That movie was just just a big misunderstanding they all have. Crazy. Anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. So, guys, let's get into The Walking Dead. Let's do this. Norma, take it. Take the reins. What do you. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm trying to think, you know, overall, how do you guys feel about this episode, this ending? Is it, was it worth the painstaking moments of episode two through whatever up until this moment? I don't think they're painstaking, first of all. Uh, Let's not start it under that premise. I think uh, they've been building up to the story that we finally got a bit of a payoff to in this episode. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what we were all wanting is to Rick to kind of, I don't want to say man up. Uh, come maybe on. come to I think I'm I'm gonna defend what the writers did this season. I mean, I think Rick did the best possible he didn't want to be responsible for anyone's life, so he was kind of playing the game. But Michonne was right. I I'm probably jumping ahead of the episode. I, I love the episode. Okay. I think Negan did a great yep. job. I think I wish Negan was a little more buff, because seeing him in his shirt, he's like that that dude's fit, but he's not like buff Negan fit. Does that make gotcha. sense? Gotcha. Yeah, he's not husky. He's kind of emaciated. Yeah, he's still like he's just like he's lean, right? But the Negan in yeah. my mind is like a big, big honking Negan. Hashtag not my Negan. <laughs> well, you know where he became less of my Negan that he, not that he really was was when he shaved because he lost that menacing kind of feel to him, and all of a sudden. He was like a scruffy kind of guy trying to look like a pretty boy. And to me, that just wasn't working. Hmm. I dug him. And I'm the pretty boy kind of girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's very, maybe it's just because we didn't start out that way with Negan. But it kind of, to me, kind of dropped a little bit more of his scary kind of persona. And he almost felt more relatable because of him shedding off that fur. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It brought him back, made him more human. I think the way, as crazy as he was this episode, made him a little more scary. I think that he was crazy, but I think, you know what? I I think Negan had some some good points about some of the things that happened. Mm -hmm. They were horrible things, but they all kind of, you know, like, like, uh, Carl, Carl. Like that that guy, the the dude he killed horribly with the knife. Yeah, that, that guy was planning to take out Rick and undermining everything, and he's like, he, he kind of, he kind of, yeah, he called it, him. He a called weird him way out. you look at it, he he actually did nick a favor, kind of, it kind of saved yeah. Rick. And then, it, it, yeah, so it's like again, it's like everything he's doing is horrible, but yeah, I kind of understood his logic for every bit of it. And, he like also, he, and he's right. like, he's like, your son snuck into my camp and shot my men with a machine gun, and I brought him right. home. Right. You know, so. But I think he the, justifies to make himself look good. I mean, and I think he killed uh, what's his name again? Who's the guy he gutted? Spencer. I think Spencer. he killed Spencer because Spencer played him. He knew he was yes. played. Spencer was acting nice, giving him booze, giving him companionship almost. And when he found out that it was all just to try to play him, I think that's why he, spent, he killed him. And then he kind of spun it like Trump does as he was doing uh, – <laughs> as, as, as he was like giving, doing Rick a favor. I think it was his ego that killed Spencer, but then he turned it around as something that Rick should be happy for. I don't just think like every right. politician. So, um, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm thinking too. So, well, you know, I'm... and I like that. I, 
I think I like I like Negan more in this episode than any of the other episodes because you can t- you know he's proved that he's not going to stand there and let anybody BS him. What he means, he means. But he didn't do it in such a brute kind of way. He was very logical as to what he did mm-hmm. in this episode, you know. And you know, I think in a way, um as much as I like the actor, I was not I was not sad that Spencer was gone. I was not sad Nobody that he died the way that he did. That douchebag was gone. That he's gone, and <laughs> no one cared. Know, he he just wasn't a lovable character. I don't think he was a and, weenie. Yeah, and I think that his death is what we needed to get Rick where we need him to be at. Well, no, it, it was uh, the we, the other chick's death. That yeah. Got him, the, I think. Um, Olivia, I think it was a little yeah. part of everything because I don't think Rick knew at that point that Spencer was trying to get Rick down or take him down. Yeah. I think it was just a senseless, cold way of killing them both. Yeah. And uh, that was it. But still, I think Spencer's purpose was much more bigger this time than he has been the whole entire series that I've known him. I don't know why, but that's kind of how I felt about his I death. Was- I was getting excited because I thought they were leading up to Spencer joining the Saviors. I thought uh-huh. that's where they were going to go, and Spencer would have been a much more interesting character. Yeah. But, but you know what? Ashton called on to something last night. What's that? He's like, Dad, someone's going to die right here in a minute. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how do you know? He's like, Dad, anytime they put the 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 graphic warning up, yeah. someone's going to die. And they did right before that scene. They, they said, we, this is a reminder that this is for mature audiences only, and gave the disclaimer, and Ash is like, somebody's going to die. And sure enough, he was right. So, you know, I don't know if that would be a spoiler from now on about, you know, if somebody's going to die uh. in that segment. But it, he was right. You know, so, I, I, you know, Ashton Googles a lot of stuff, so I don't know if that's some of the lingo on the Internet that gotcha. people look out for. But I was like, dang, you, you, you kind of right nailed on the money. There. Yeah. Now, question – did you think Spencer was going to die, or do you think it was going to be Aaron? Uh, I thought Aaron it was going to be Aaron for a down. second. Yeah. I felt bad for Aaron. I love Aaron. Yeah, I like Aaron, Aaron like, a lot. Can we say that Aaron did a poor job of explaining himself, though? It's like, yes. it's like yeah. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, why don't you just yell at No, just say what it is. Like, no, we just found that. We found this shit. It was a note the person left behind. Right. And then he's sitting there going, and he's not even making an effort to explain anything. And then they're just kicking his ass. It was kind of guilty. He was guilty. He was blowing me up in his mouth. I'm like, just explain. Like, no, that's just something we found in the thing. The person we stole this shit from left that note. Why would they take the note, though? That seems annoying to me because it's, again, this example of just people not just saying words yeah. and instead I'll just, just say what happened no one why does. did rick like rick wouldn't have been punished like it's something we found like take it yeah easy. rick sat there and watching it his ass kicked he didn't and he just stood there and didn't say guys guys no no we found that now yeah, the that only note. purpose that i can think of is because first it's aaron then he sees spencer being taken out and then he sees olivia so these three things is probably what led him what was like the straw that broke the camel's back Kind of deal. So we start out with Aaron, just slowly progress, and that's the only thing that I can see. You know that they're showing to prove that they're going. Negan's people are are just going to be bullies, even though we've seen this time and time and again. You know how much abuse can the human body honestly take? Not right. necessarily physically, but emotionally, psychologically. 
I just thought that was weak that nobody's just yelling. Yeah, absolutely. It is weak. Uh, Freak 5 from Zombie Anonymous Radio Show is in our chat, and he says, who's going to watch Judith now? (laughs) (laughs) There's probably how many? There's a lot of fat ladies in this town. I'm sure they'll find another th- a third fat lady. I, I always, I always feel bad in shows or movies when like fat characters are right. made fun of. I'm like, yes. doesn't the actors feel bad about that? Like, but I watched an interview <laughs> with her last night from okay. comicbook.com. The guy that was here on our show, I can't think of his name. Yeah. Uh, but he he was talking to her, and her eyes like they were swollen from crying. Right. He said that uh, Scott Gimple came up to her and was like, yeah, we want to apologize for the language that Negan uses. You know, said he really felt bad. But from what I got from that interview, people in the public has just treated her like shit. Really? About being the fat, the fat, you know, no part in a walking dead. You know, talking about, you know, you deserve to die. But, I mean, she really looked like she was still hurt. They probably think it's okay because Negan makes cracks out her weight, so then they get they think they think they can just go up and say it. They too. can do that, but you but know, bad watching. Go to comicbook.com, uh, the Walking Dead feed, well, and you can come on our show anytime, Olivia. Yeah, absolutely. We totally love you. No, and I can reach know, out to her. What's her act? What's her name? Well, we'll yeah, we should reach out. I'll, to her. I'll that would reach be out awesome to her. To have her. Yeah, and you know, I really like. Um, He's in an emotional state, guys. We should use that against her to get her on the show. Oh, no. Yeah, you just be in our show, please. We'll be nice to you. Yeah, well, a reminder, you know, even though The Walking Dead is over, you know, we're a year-round radio show. And you can get us in podcast form, but we do broadcast live. But, but, uh, you know, next week we'll be on. And, you know, we've had a lot of guests that we've been talking about. But uh, they're going to be coming on, being that the season ended. And uh, one is, uh, you know, the the author of Rise of the Governor, uh, Robert Kirkman's co-writer. And then uh, Naked and Afraid is going to hmm. also coming on here. You know, I, I kind of been stalling that until the end of this season, uh, so we would have some guests to come on. But uh, the Philippines episode, we got the crew from uh, Discovery Channel's Naked and Afraid coming on. But uh, yeah, we we need to get. Uh, I, I, we'll reach out to her and uh, try to get her on the show. That would be awesome. I don't know if she's going to be there this weekend or not. She might be, and if you do, tell her I said hello. You know, it's crazy that people are doing such. So much body shaming. I mean, we saw this with our girl last week. Um, oh, brain fart. Thank you. A couple of weeks ago. No, was it last week? It was Where she years. had to go on social media and just rant, you know, and like freak out. Not freak out, but stand up for herself, you know, that she's, she's you know, she's just had a baby. She's breastfeeding in between. It's 115 degrees and she's trying to give her baby the best first year of her life and, you know. She went off. So, I don't know. This is ridiculous. We are I just, all I just built. tweeted her. We're going to get her awesome. live on this show. Let's do it. <laughs> so, I mean, we're just all made differently. I love you just the way you are. I just uh, – that's stupid. There's, it is ridiculous. Are, are dicks. Uh, but back to the show, though. So, Daryl escaped. Yes, And beat the, beat the crap out of uh, that dude. That poor guy, but – do you, that poor do you guy. think? I'm well, not, no. he was scared of Negan because Too remember when he brought he knows the. What he's doing. To a point, to a point, but really, do you, I think everybody's Negan's people because they got there by intimidation. You know, either if they don't do this, they're going to murder a family member. You know, or they've seen a family member murdered. I mean, we see this revert back to the girl in the car with Michigan, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment as well. But I mean, I kind of feel bad for him. Do you think he was really going to? Let Daryl leave without 
Well, they made a point of him showing him drop the gun to kind of make us go, oh, Daryl didn't just brutally murder this poor guy. To make us go, whoa, he had a gun, but I don't know. Yeah. I just thought that was like in his pocket. I didn't realize that he had it out or. I kind of felt for him. I kind of felt Daryl. I kind of felt Daryl just straight up murdered that guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that was a lot of pent up. I felt bad. I kind of felt bad about it. Yeah, me too. I didn't. No, no, that guy. Sorry, we can get a huge discussion about like, are these people innocent just because they're fearful and going along with horrific acts? No, you got to stand up for that shit. Yeah. Not guilty by association. Guilty by buying into the system that's torturing and killing off. But then does that make Rick any better? Because he's buying into it to an extent. He's not, he's not killing people to stay up. He's killing people that threaten him. He, that that dude's just killing people because the big man with the bat says kill. Kill or be killed. Well, I don't know. The big uh, bad man with just, the big I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, no, I know what you're saying. I think there's a huge difference between what Rick's doing what Negan's doing. Negan is... Negan is actively going out there and putting communities under his thumb for fear of violence and going out of his way to take wives and and murder people. Whereas Rick, if he's pushed, he'll kill to save his family. But Negan's kind of taking it on as a way of life now. Rick, Negan's doing it for shits and giggles. Yeah, he's he's up, he's power tripping on it. Rick doesn't Rick doesn't want to kill anymore. That's why he originally, I think, just said, "Okay, Negan's our new boss. Let's just go with it." He he doesn't want to do that shit anymore. I don't think. Can we say uh, that everybody gave Daryl a lot of shit because he quote unquote killed Glenn? But I don't see anyone giving Rosita no shit for killing uh, Olivia last Rosita. night. Rosita, <laughs> goddamn Rosita! Yes, right. Uh, I mean, it was like Rosita got her ass killed, and I, no one, everybody trashed, trashed uh, the, the Daryl, but Rosita got Olivia killed straight, straight as an arrow. She did, oh, and she oh, knew oh, it would oh, happen oh. too. She knew it would happen. She couldn't have been like. I didn't know that's what they do. That's what they do. Yeah, they she's more guilty because she fucking she Daryl Daryl didn't know. She knew that you don't try that crap because there's there's repercussions that she did it. Right. Anyway. She did it anyways. It's just you know, and I think it's interesting because she you know there was two things that happened. We know that, you know, uh Rick now is more motivated, but two, they lost a really good weapon, which was Eugene, who knows how to make these bullets, right. where they could have really had him make more and more and more and now have ammunition. But now. Yeah, Rosita like, also gave that away, too. She yes. gave away that. So, Rosita, Rosita, congratulations, Rosita. You're our MV, you're our LVP, least valuable player. <laughs> first half of season seven. <laughs> fuck up, fuck up, queen of the first half. Good job. <laughs> hey, Stefania said Rosita's too pretty to kill. Negan ain't stupid. She is hot. She's not, I don't know. I'm not a fan of her, though. She's got the Michelle Rodriguez face where every scene is just her looking pissed off. And you just want to <laughs> be like, can you try a different way of approaching the scene other than right? being pissed off? Not like somebody <laughs> owes you a... Uh, a favor, you know. Yeah, I just, I'm just tired. I'm tired of her character. I guess I think so too. You know, and that's and they're probably preparing to get rid of her too. I mean, that could be the whole part of you know coming to this point. You know, I'm shocked that he just didn't steal her and take her back with her. My God, team. you're the hottest right. little thing I've seen in the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yummy. You want to feel my baseball bat? 
Come on, <laughs> give her a little. You would you wouldn't kiss it back after I beat in uh, 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 your your boyfriend's head. Do you want to you want to kiss it now? I'll give you a second chance. Second. Yeah, I didn't do a little kiss. I did. I did think it was a little silly, and maybe it happens in the comic, and it's it's a little cartoony. But when she fired the gun, you're like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? And it came back. It's like, like Lucille threw herself in front of the bullet, <laughs> or whatever the fuck happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved. I loved. Well, like he, he yeah, was holding the bat up, and the bullet like, hit the bat. Me. Like it was like it was some sort of that was almost yeah. too cartoony and ridiculous for Walking Dead. It's like come yeah, on. I liked. I loved his response. It was almost like you know. I mean, he almost lost his life, but he was more like, "Damn, shit, my fucking bat!" <laughs> you know. I I, I don't know. It, it just. I like the flow of it. So I did too, but it was it was almost too too silly. I thought like you're like okay now this is the bullet hit the bat, the bat stopped the bullet. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a comic book moment. That's not real life. I know what you're saying. <laughs> That's a little silly. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to hold it up and you'd see a hole through it. Me too. I thought that. I think they kind of just, they may have done it for the oh. reader factor. And maybe because it's just the part of who he is. He kind of does do like a running monologue in a way of his showmanship. You know, his cockiness. His way of being larger than life and... He's the one in charge. I don't know. To me, it didn't seem out of character. Jiminy it seemed Christmas. like something he would do. Shot my bat, Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed within character. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about the, the the Negan girl that Michonne comes across in the car. I mean, I don't remember how she got in the car with her. She put a bunch of or, zombies in the road, I think, to make the car stop and then... You know, carjacked, basically. I think. Okay. That part I missed. I just remember her being in the car, putting the gun the gun to her face. It kind of ended that way, and then we start up again. Yeah. A little bit. Now, Sean, you again this time also got a little bit of different characters. We saw a little bit of Carol and Morgan. You know, we saw the Savior. I want, I want to speak the... on that. I want, I okay. want to speak on this. And what I want to speak is, is we, we've all – Kind of agreed like that. You know, I started talking about that. Then we all kind of agreed that the mix-up stories are good. I saw so much on, on social media last night. People that's been standing by The Walking Dead talking about, you know, they're just telling the story. And, and you, you know what? These episodes are good. And then last night they're like, you know what? This is the best episode all season. Obviously, those people agree with what we're saying. You know what I mean? Because they've been backing mm-hmm. up The Walking Dead. So I'm like, no, they're telling the story. You know what? I, I think it's good that they're doing the story like this. I think it's good. And then last night, they're like, you know what? This was the best one yet. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Obviously, I, they I, agree I think, with no. the mixed up stuff. Well, first of all, that was your opinion. I, I enjoyed the storytelling. Right. Right. I think I think you can be in both camps. You can say, I enjoyed the stories, but this episode was a great payoff. Just like, because it was. It was one of the stronger episodes because only because of everything that came before it. Only because we got to see, got to know a little bit more about Hilltop. Only because we got the buildup of Rick kind of going through the motions. I think without those, what you think is filler episode, well, Tara's episode notwithstanding, maybe mm-hmm. you could have done away with that. But I think every episode was essential leading up to this really good episode, especially the Negan stuff. Yeah. I concur. I concur too. Okay, so that's the show. So follow us See you on later. Steam and 
I really, I know, I know, I know you're mixed about uh, the way they went about it. I think I'm just trying to think how else they could have broken up what story they're trying to tell, which is the total war story. And there's so many, and, and Ted said it, and I think Norma said it too. It just, you have to give some time to get to know these people. And I think right. dedicating an episode to the kingdom, dedicating an episode to Hilltop, seeing seeing Maggie kind of assume leadership, it's it's all leading to some interesting places. Right. You know, we, there's still a lot to talk about in this show because this particular episode ran for what an hour and a half. Yeah. We still didn't talk about the guy with the boot or that weird weird looking Who shoe. Who is that? Yeah, what I mean is that part of the comics? Do you have Mr. an idea, Matt? No, I have no idea. Guy with guy with boot walking dead. Yes, and the way we come across this particular character, even though we don't know who it is, although when they were introducing Negan to us, we saw little subtle clues as well. You know, I thought that maybe this was another clue for the avid readers. You know, and Aaron and Rick are out forging. And they come across, like, what is it, like a lake with zombies filled? And there's a little boat that's got holes in it, and they find, like, a little boat house. Like, literally, it's a little house or a lake house, like a little house sitting on this little lake. It's got a pontoon and boat. A pontoon boat? Okay. I didn't know what it was. I couldn't <laughs> tell what it was. It it's a, like house, a, it's a houseboat pontoon. Houseboat, and, you're right, Norma. And then um, I'm trying to think of – because there was – it made me feel like I was in the middle of a video game or like even watching Harry Potter when Harry goes with Dumbledore and they have to go through this, you know, this, this, this lake in a dark cave and there's dead people coming at them and they have to cross this. It's almost like Frogger without getting caught with the zombies to get into this house and see what they may find, which I think was, you know, very daring of them to go through this huge mission and probably find absolutely nothing. But they find this all kinds of loot, except for the note that we talked about mm-hmm. earlier that says, if you read this and there's a middle finger, you know, drawn out, you know, the, the uh, best stuff is gone and beware or something. Pretty much a warning. And then right. as Rick and Aaron leave the scene after their big ordeal in this, you know, chaotic little moment, you see somebody in the bushes watching them. And we see like a crocodile, you know, made boot or something of that, you know, sort. So Matt, no, no you don't know who this character may I have be? no idea who this could be. Uh, I'm just reading online. Either. You do? Oh, uh, no, I know who it is. The Whisperer. Somebody that dresses up like zombies. Crocodile Not the Whisperers. <laughs> I, I, yeah, the Whisperers, I thought, but they would be dressed up as zombies, wouldn't they? I oh, think this is a fear crossover. Boot. It's a fear crossover. That shit's that's fucking Travis. That's tra- Travis, that's Travis. <laughs> There's gonna be an episode of Fear where he uh he proves his badassness by uh he says I'm gonna prove how badass I am, and he goes and he wrestles a crocodile to death, and he beats it with his bare hands, and he makes boots out of it, and that's that's the tie into this. And now he's found his way to to see, Alexander. See, Travis Travis could cross the country with a banana seat Huffy bike. Uh huh. <laughs> that's much of him. Actually, rides. The crocodile across the country, uh, and then the second they get to Alexandria, he uh, he breaks its neck and turns it into boots. That's how badass he is. So it's someone that tracked. It might be the owner of the houseboat. Well, yes, but who are they now? Hey, I boat. We got my damn boat. Freaking chat <laughs> says he heard rumors of a group that is in the comics that will be hinted at if not fully identified in this season. If it's the whisperers, so I. It's- 
but they travel in packs, don't they? I that think is- they're, they're crazy, like, skinwalker mm-hmm. people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, dre- they dress up as zombies and blend in with them, and they're, like, kind of crazy psychos. Yeah. Freak, yeah. you should... Freak, you should hop on Skype. You're from Zombie Anonymous, and I've been wanting you to get you on the show. Because I'd like to know your take. Freak, if you got Skype, get on it. Freeman Daddy 5, message me. It's funny. Uh, there's a tweet on here. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's acting style is leaning back every fifth word. <laughs> does. No, no. Like, that leaning. Can we say that he won the Critics' Choice Award for, for acting uh, last night for, for the role of Negan? He won the Critics' what? Choice Award. He did. No joke. Look it up. After two and, episodes. Interesting. For even more than two, but his Four. fucking like he won for best guest appearance. But um, okay. but he, yeah, his acting style, like when he was standing on the porch, they arrived, and he's he's like a gunslinger where he's leaning do- one shoulder's high and one shoulder's way low, and he leans back. Yeah, that stuff gets a little irritating. <laughs> that lean, that lean, leany style with that big ass smile on his face. But I tell you what, that guy's got a ten million dollar smile though. He does have a good smile. What <laughs> was it, me or last night? Did it- did he have on a bigger shirt and was his jacket bigger? He looks skinnier for some reason there at the end. I think it's because of the yes. beard thing. That beard makes a big difference. I look skinnier when I have a beard. When I shave it, I look bigger. Yeah, no, I think it works the opposite for him. That's why people that have like <laughs> really necks that have like you know they have like the George Lucas neck, like George Lucas, they grow a beard that covers their their froggy neck because mm-hmm. it, it sort of thins it out. That's why Lucas has that crazy beard. Hmm. So was that boot? Was that a an extension cord wrapped around the top of it? I don't know what that was. I thought it was like barbed wire at some point. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, like you know, like those cheap extension cords, like you get at Walmart for Christmas lights, the green and mm-hmm. the white ones. It almost looked I, like that to me, wrapped around it. I did see that they wrapped something around it. I couldn't make out what it was though. Couldn't make out everybody. <laughs> <Can't make laughs> out. Yeah. Couldn't make out. Yeah, well, yeah, well, well, what the fuck's going on? What, what was if that? It's that? What if it's that horseman guy? What What was that movie when we were kids? The The, the cowboy that lit up his outfit? Electric light horseman or something? The hell are you talking about? I don't about? remember. It might be him. If he's got power cables around. Lauren Fishbourne in Pee Wee's Payhouse. How Pee Wee? <laughs> so, Negan's crew. We're starting to see that they really are just following Negan for fear. Do you get that? Do you get that feeling? We saw the girl in the car that Michonne was with, and pretty much she leaves Michonne and shows her. You see all this, and we pretty much see an army of vehicles and people just like file after file going into like almost an encampment, but way down in the roads, like almost looking like over or down a hill, you know, when you're all the way up. The top of a mountain and you're looking down and she says this is Negan you know and pretty much tells Michonne we are so much bigger than you there's no way you're going to ever you know get through this you're never <clears throat> going to kill us so hmm. she pretty much advises Michelle get rid of the car throw it in the lake and there's a silencer in the glove compartment like the woman has doesn't want to live anymore. Like she doesn't want to be a part of Negan's group and it's not worth it to her. So pretty much she tells Michonne to kill her mm-hmm. and then just get rid of the vehicle. So, you know, if the, the scene pans out when they're, you know, from the car and you see a flash of light, which we're assuming Michonne kills this woman. She just point blank just kills this woman. Now what huh. she does with the car, I don't remember seeing this part. So I don't right. know what she does with the car, but why would she tell her to give the, 
get rid of the car. I mean, it's not like forensic evidence is available at this point. CSI you know I mean? apocalypse. Right? They're not going to be digging and looking for hairs and DNA and going through a lab and figuring out who did this. Right. Right. So that part I didn't understand. But I think it was the whole yeah. point of showing us, you know, that she was just ready to die. Dwight looks like he's shaky. The guy that um, um, Norman Reedus took out, he looks shaky. Like, he wasn't a part of this. So, Fat Joe. Fat Joe. And it's like they all they all want to just – they just don't want to be a part of this. But they're in so deep or they're so intimidating that they just know the only way out is just dying. Is what, the what sweet – what, what if the next guy? What if the next guy is called Big Pun? Who, 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 does that mean Cartman likes uh, rap? Because you got Fat Joe. How do you say the U? Is it a short sound or a long sound? What? Big what? Big Pun. Oh. Big Wiener. Yeah, he died. But guys, we got Freak Five with us from Zombie Anonymous, dude. How you doing, Freak? Oh, pretty good. Nice, nice. So, so how how did you think about? Well, let's get your take on on the more. Uh, did you did you like the the chapter episodes where it was like you know one setting one chapter at a time building up to this uh, season finale mid season finale? Yeah, I liked almost every episode this season. I can't think of any I didn't like. There might have been parts in some episodes that right. I thought were a little slow, but. For the most part, I enjoyed everything I watched this season. All right, All right. right. Did you? Okay, so did you? Are you in the camp that um, it was poor storytelling, or did you think that it was necessary to have some of those dragging episodes to kind of build? Yeah, I think we always need more story. We yeah. it gives you more of the different people and the different characters. So even somebody you only see a couple times when they die then if you know a little bit about them, it means a little something more. Mm-hmm. Like just a little bit of Fat Joey when he brought Negan Lucille and Negan was joking with him, then that connected us to Fat Joey, and the next time we see him, he gets killed by Daryl. Yeah, that is true. That's true. Poor Fat so, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Big pun. That's how you say it, right? Is it big pun? Derek H. said, if you've ever wonder just how white this show is the last <laughs> exchange about big pun said, he, he died you know yeah. big pun and fat joe was in a west side connection video let it rain make it bang brothers in my hood saying fuck of it never mind but uh so, so last night did, did, are you liking negan freak because you know, I'm we, loving we, Negan. Well, we talk about you know the whole Andrew Dice Clay thing, you know, and like like Matt was saying, you know, every fifth, you know, part of his. What was it you said about the kickback, Matt? Oh, uh, he leans back every fifth word. <laughs> That's uh, someone tweeted that uh, his acting style is leaning back every fifth word. Hey. Uh, oh. Yeah, so, <laughs> but you're pretty happy with it, freak. Yes, I'm. I love the way he's portrayed, and it seems almost everything that comes out of his mouth makes me laugh. <laughs> true that's true really there's no one like there was one episode where i just want to just take lucy on just bash it over his head just to make him shut up no that, I was, don't the, know. that was the only episode he drove me nuts was the night <laughs> bullying rick episode where that's i was like the they've overdone him but i've, I've liked him every other episode but that one and i think that's because it was way too long at the end oh, they went too far yeah now 
Now, I do want to say this. I was listening to Doctor of the Dead today, and they were taking a break because, uh, you know, did for some personal issues. But back on, on the season premiere, Doctor of the Dead, Arnold uh, T. Blumberg, uh, which has been on ZombieCast here a couple of times. And, uh, he teaches at the University of Maryland. Uh, terps. Go Terps. But, what, Sorry, I'm a Maryland fan. What, you know, whenever the, the season premiere came out, he's like, you know what, we're done. We're not going to discuss anymore. You, know, you call it a TV show or what, but it, it was just bullcrap. And on this past week's episode for uh, the last show before the break, which came out December the 11th, they, they, they go into detail talking about how you're pathetic and a disgrace, even if you wear a Negan shirt. You know, talking about the women talking about, you know, Negan's hot. But they go into detail. I mean... I, I'm not on the Doctor of the Dead train, but I mean they, they, they go crazy on The Walking Dead, and they refuse to even talk about it or so what's the beef? the episodes? Why? Because what? It, you back got to listen to it, and, yeah. and it's at the beginning of the last episode. But but they're talking about you know how people are worshiping, uh, you know Lucille, and talking about how hot Negan is, and, and just said that it's just bad for society, this character Negan. Well, he's kind of late to that like real, Like, real society? Yeah, I mean, I mean of, they, they somebody's liking the bad boy? But it's everyone, a it's, TV show. Uh, also, what about Freddy Krueger? What about all the other horror icons that people love? It's it's the same thing. It's, it's a little late to be making a comment on society loving evil people. Well, even <laughs> Deadpool. Yeah, yeah Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> Deadpool was a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Walter White. <laughs> yeah, Hannibal Lecter. We all love Ted. Darth yeah, Vader. We all, the villains are the fun ones. G- Cobra Commander. Come on. It's a weird, it's a weird hey, G.I. Joe. But, but, you know, maybe I get Doctor of the Dead on here to explain it, but I mean, they, yeah. they are in ra- I mean, Doctor, I respect you, but. Raging over it, uh, about uh, what The Walking Dead has done to society. People praising it. What it's, it's done like to society. So with, really? With the force choke and stuff, you know, Darth Vader. People, people love Darth Vader. Yeah, it hasn't done anything to society. He wouldn't be loved if society wasn't already at that point. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, people love a good villain. That's just the way it is. It excites them. People love Lucille because it's the excitement of the thrill of gore and excitement in a show. It's not. People are going to leave their wives. It's like a, there was an interview with Tarantino. <laughs> there was an interview with Tarantino where some lady was some SJW was screaming at him, saying, "Why do you feel you need to have so much gore in your films?" And he said, "Because it's so much fun." Right. <laughs> well, you know, and it's it's a crazy because ninety nine percent of us understand that it is fiction, and you know we like that shock factor you know what i mean and we're not going to go out and do this ourselves so this is kind of like an escapism in a way you know just go to that boundary that you know you can't do in real life but just see it happen like on a television on a big screen you know just let your imagination just go crazy but then understand that it's not reality so but but maybe it's me but but the whole negan scene you know whenever it happened with Glenn and Abraham, we all were like, wow. But is it come and gone and just, man, now? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's already out of our minds. Like, I got Whenever Negan's on screen. Like, JR, people still talk about JR. I don't sit there and think about, whenever Negan's on screen, I don't think about the horrible thing he did to Glenn. It's already kind of out of my mind. I don't know, I do. Well, you <laughs> it's do, iconic you're all for Glenn, but I mean. <laughs> but the thing is, when the show is all said and done, you're going to say, like, what was your favorite scene in Walking Dead? And that's inevitably going to be in your top three. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That and 
Rick biting out the guy's throat, and right. maybe them all going like rickshot on the zombies in the season. The, the whole ter- them blowing up Terminus was pretty great. I love. Well, I that still or Hirsch losing his head. This mid-season well, finale last season when they're all just like, "Fuck it, we're killing these zombies," and they just go out into Alexandria and it's just all of them killing zombies. I thought that was look, one of the best. Look, yeah. Rick's out there. Uh, He's taking the zombies on by himself. Yeah. Exactly. Other than the Glenn <laughs> scene, my most favorite movie, mo- I mean moment, is when they're by the train tracks and they shoot Denise through the eye. That was a surprising. That movie. moment does not stop from plaguing me like every other week. It's just right. that was really well done. Yeah. So, Freak, I, you know, I, I know you're pretty in-depth with the story. Like, like you really enjoy the story of The Walking Dead. What was your favorite season? Mine was season two, man. I, I really like season two. Oh, season two was kind of slow for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I, everybody seems to hate five. season two, but for some reason, you know, I, I just like the farm and the whole, you know, like Swamp Walker and the barn and – I, I don't know. I just really liked it. You know, the, the well zombie and the story, you know, with, with Beth wanting to commit suicide. I, I, I don't know. You know, it was more of a. I'll Disney tell you, that was the most defined season to me where you, I can, I can, I remember the whole season, whereas the other seasons kind of bleed together. I can, I can, what was it? 28 miles out or something like that episode where, you know, they, they had the waterfall zombies when Shane and Rick were fighting. You know, I, I, I like that whole Shane story. But what what was your favorite, Freak? Right now it is the current season. Last season, okay. I like. I thought that was a great season, too. And this is surpassing it. Right, and right. I'm sure if I went back and watched all of them again, I might change my mind. And it might just be this is the freshest and has gotten me the most excited. And that right. might be why. Yep. So did they say when when uh, the second half of season seven starts? I know the Talking Dead said it, but I turned it before. It's uh, February tenth or something like that. That's not too far off. Right around, yeah. I we, don't we know. Football These playoffs and all get that. Lonely and all that stuff. February might take a long time to get here, at least for me. Well, that's, that's six months we waited for the Negan scene. But it was yeah. summertime. We were working a lot. I was well, outside. Didn't, so it, didn't seem like, it didn't seem like six months to me. It kind of felt like it blew by. <laughs> was like, oh, we're already here. Right. Hey, yeah, Freak. It, was a, it went pretty I, fast. I meant to ask you, Freak, and I apologize. That's but, okay. Uh, but this is your first time on ZombieCast, man. we got to get your definition of a zombie. And, you know, for all the zombies that's new out there, every time we have a guest on, we, we want to know their true definition of a zombie whenever they get to a theater. What do they want? You know, it could be Indiana Jones, Scooby-Doo, Romero, Walking Dead. But Freak, Fast, Slow, what, what, what's your definition of a zombie? What do you like? Well, actually, I think this is my second time on. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, so, too. It's been it quite a few years, though. That's right. But, but – uh, I am happy with whatever the writers and producers supply me as a zombie. Right. I enjoy seeing different types of zombies, so I don't get hung up on the little minutia of a zombie shouldn't be fast. A zombie has to be slow. If if the writer has the vision of a fast zombie, then I am happy with that. Nice, nice. Yeah, so as a whole then, right? Yeah. I just love the genre. As long as they're eating people and spreading the infection, I'm happy with the zombie. Well, what's your one favorite zombie in all of history of zombies? The Tar Zombie. I was, and, yeah, uh, that's, I think it's not, isn't that everybody's favorite zombie in the history of zombies? 
The Return uh, of the Living Dead Tar Zombie. I just remember the commercial scaring the hell out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> right, right. And that just and, and, stuck in my head. And, and I don't. And I'm not saying this because he, he's a good friend of ours. And and me, Matt, and Ted. Uh, you know, Kevin Galbraith is, is Swamp Walker, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is, man. I love Swamp Walker. <laughs> and, it, and it used to be Tar Zombie because Tar Zombie would scare – dude, it would scare the shit out of me as a kid. Still he's scary. But something about Swamp Walker, you know, where he was stuck in the mud and Carl had the gun and slipped in the mud and all is uh, – I love that zombie. What was yours, man? I, we ain't talked about this in a long time. My favorite zombie? Ever in history, yeah. Oh, shit, I, I, I don't know. Um, Ash Zombie from from um, the, the evil one. Evil Ash from Army of Dark. Evil Ash, but I guess he's a deadite, though, so that doesn't count. I always love that guy. Uh, you're going to have to come back to me, man. There's so many I've got to choose from. Oh, yeah. Tar Zombie. Uh, what about you, Ted? Probably Tar Zombie, yeah. I think that's a cool... Rawr, that's, that's, a cool that's a very well done... Actually, you know it's Jason Voorhees. Is he a zombie? He's a zombie. No, right? He's a walking dead guy. True. You don't get to <laughs> tell me what is and is not a zombie. You know what? Tar Zombie <laughs> did a bumper for us. I need to put that back on the thing. But Tar Zombie in that basement's one of the coolest looking zombies ever. Yeah, when and she's going up the steps and the steps break. Yeah. And then what? He gets one of the punk guys later, right? Where he bites him in the forehead. He bites someone in the forehead. Yeah. Delicious. I need to watch that movie again. It's been a while. Yeah, but that's one of the movies that I've always said that it just terrifies my kids. You know, they can do any zombie but Return of the Living Dead. That and The Dark Crystal, man, they still can't do. Return of the Living Dead is like a is a comedy though. It's funny. It's scary as fuck as a kid, man. That's yeah, the movie that started zombies wanting brains. Like the first the first thing that ever had zombies going brains. That was uh, Return of the Living Dead. Well, they also don't talk often. They yeah. talk. In Return of the Living Dead, the zombies do speak. Well, I mean, yeah. in other zombie movies. Yeah, that's true. I, at the top of Man. my head, I can't think of any really serious zombie movie besides the Return of the Living Dead series that they speak. And that's and Return of the Living Dead is 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 not horror. It's it's horror comedy. Silly. Yeah. But but I would like to say this. You know, you know, I you know I was the generation after The Exorcist, right? So I mean, like whenever The Exorcist came out, you know, I was. Probably a baby. What, what year did it come out, Ted? 73. See, I was born in 75. I gotta say... That was the year Jaws came out. Yeah, as a kid, if you had Reagan or you had Tarzombie, dude, I think Tarzombie scared me fucking more. <laughs> I don't know if it's because we had steps in the house. And I... And, and, you know, oh, my God, dude. Tarzombie gave me nightmares. Well, you, you saw the version of The Exorcist that did not include the famous stairs scene. They added the stairs scene in, in, 2000, in the 2000 re-release. The, right. uh, the famous crab walk down the stairs. That yeah. is this big, iconic scene now, but people forget that that was not even in the movie until 15 years ago. And it's still not. It's still only in the the, uh, the director's cut, but it's become this very iconic scene. So she does the back bend. She, yeah, she does the weird back walk down the stairs. Like it's just yeah, that was not in the movie for for uh, twenty five years. That was not in the movie, right? See, Freeman, mommy, she didn't see The Exorcist until, gosh, she was seventeen and I was eighteen when we met. But she was probably twenty, maybe, when she saw it. Uh-huh. And she was just kind of like, eh, I'm bored. So yeah, I, I, kids I, I, today, man, they don't know what what. what? 
Freak, why do you, why do you think they can't recreate something like The Exorcist today? We've talked about this before on ZombieCast. It's just makeup on on Reagan. It, it, you know, the, the it's fear scary that shit in the 70s. Yeah, but they cannot, out of all the, the CGI and makeup and the technology that's passed, they cannot recreate a Reagan. Freak, do you, I mean, is well, anything you know, that comes close today? I don't think I don't think that's fair. I don't think they can create the same effect Regan had because she was one of a kind at the time. I think we've had thousands of similar, but it's not going to have the same effect because we've seen it all before. It's all so much better than you look at look at the uh, look at the script, like the dialogue and the acting back in movies in the seventies and early eighties, like Exorcist, Jaws. It, it like you watch movies now, they're a lot of them are so bad. And you go watch a movie like Jaws with just those three guys on the ship. It's like you don't feel like you're watching a movie. It's like these guys are such good actors. It's like I'm really just watching these three guys bullshit on a ship while hunting right. a shark. And, you know, and nowadays it's, it'd be a big CGI piece of crap ocean, you know, and all this <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, yeah, just, Sharknado wasn't I think so it's, bad. I, I think it's rose-colored glasses a little bit, too. No, Jaw, no, you shut your mouth, man. Jaw is, <laughs> go watch Jaws right now. It, no, 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 I'm not done. I you do realize that Jaws scene. was the movie that started the blockbuster craze. It is, it is. In the scene, there's a scene in Jaws that everyone should watch where Brody and Hooper go to the mayor right after they find the tooth in the, in the, in the boat and they find, and, uh, uh, Ben Gardner's head comes rolling out. It is one shot that goes on for like 10 straight minutes. And it's like them walking down the beach, and they walk up to the sign that's the graffiti's been sprayed on, and they have this ten minute conversation, and it's it never cuts, and it's unbelievable. God, you wouldn't no, see that. I, I, I don't know. It's like, I'm Jaws under the bus, but I'm, I don't think. I think if a lot of horror movies that are out now came out in a vacuum of horror movies like they were in the seventies and eighties, they'd be just as celebrated. But since we have ten horror movies a month. They don't have the same effect as an exorcist. But they're all crappy, though, Matt. They're but I think crappy. Yeah. Do you remember I, being a kid, though, and Creature from the Black Lagoon would be coming on Channel 45, and they'd be like, get your 3D glasses at yeah, 7-Eleven. And they would scare the shit out of me, man, the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Here's hoping yeah, that, that, here's hoping that the new Mummy movie breaks the, the trend, maybe? Mission Impossible Mummy. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's like, that looked like a horror Ted, movie. The that's... one movie that I thought would compete with The Exorcist, I remember way before we had kids, and I was like, Freeman, Mom, we're going to the movies. It's going to be fucking badass. And, and it wasn't, and it was Stigmata. And they got the one scene where she's speaking movie, yeah. Latin, and it, it was terrible. But you, you remember the trailer for that, though. You're like, holy shit. She's, this is another Reagan right here, but you guys see the movie, and it's... Uh, you know, it's all drama to the last 10 minutes. I could not watch Jaws without having nightmares so I was finally 13. That movie mm-hmm. freaked me out. Freaked me out. I, I tried so many times. Shark, Norma. Incredible acting, incredible directing. That's it. The storyline was so believable. It's a perfect movie. Absolutely. And, you know, I had two older brothers that would who are way older that would force me to watch these old school movies. No, I mean, like, you're going to watch it. They, they would do that. Norma. I was little. I was like five or six, and they would bring me down to the dark basement, and they would hold mm. me down. I'm sure that's there's some. Not that's a good story. Not a good story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I'd be like, "Oh, I can't watch it." And then it's okay. You make the watch, and you watch the movie. They're gonna come and get you. You know the thing is, somebody did a great article a while back. Said, "What would Jaws be like if it was made today?" 
and it was so accurate. It was like it would not take place on Amity Island to be Miami Beach during spring break. You know, and they said and, and they said uh, Quint would be played by Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Hooper would be played by Michael Cera and Brody would be Sam Worthington. You know, and, 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 and holy man, didn't, didn't they say he was a dick like that? Like uh, when Jaws eating the crackers. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, the uh, the the um, Quint. Yeah, he was him. Him and Hooper really hated each other in real life. Him and Richard Dreyfuss. He's a big asshole, uh, Quint. But the movie and, and the shark would die at the end, like Samuel Jackson would say something like, uh, "I'm sending you to shark hell, motherfucker." Then he would like uh, pull a pin out of a grenade and jump in its mouth and blow them both up. That's some crazy, ridiculous ending. I'm sick of these motherfucking sharks in this motherfucking ocean. And that's happened in the shark. shallows. You guys didn't see the shallows. I'm not going to spoil the shallows. No, I saw it. Of, I saw it the it, other day. It, okay, okay, Sean, agree, tell me if you agree. It's kind of a very sort of realistic shark movie that's well done, and then out of nowhere in the last ten minutes, it turns into it turns into Michael Bay presents Shark Attack. Yeah, because it, it all turns the into like a, stuff it, it goes crazy. over out of nowhere. It goes over the top where. You've had this very subtle kind of creepy shark movie. Then suddenly there's a giant CGI shark monster and there's, you know, she's, she's, she's in her bikini almost falling out, swinging around, firing flare guns and there's explosions and it out of nowhere goes off the rails in the last 10 minutes. It is. And for me, spoiler alert, have you seen it, Matt? Have you, have you seen it, Freak? Matt did the voice line. I haven't. I know that. (laughs) Watch out for the shark. It's got bite. In the end, Ted. In the end, the one the the per. In the end, the one that won should have lost. I think it should. I should. It should have been opposite. The ending makes no sense. I sat in the theater when I watched it in the theater. I said, I. I'm just gonna. This is not spoil the ending because obviously we're just gonna say the girl gets away and the shark dies. There, I spoiled. But I had no fucking. Should have died. I had no clue what even happened at the end of that movie. I was like, what, wait, what just happened? It happened so fast and out of nowhere. And I was like, I don't know what just happened. And then my brother watched the movie and he said, I have no idea what happened at the end of that movie. And I was like, and then we had to work it out. And then my mom watched it. She, she, she was puzzled. The ending is like, what? The way she kills the shark is puzzling. Yeah, well, I think it's one of the greatest horror movies of our generation. It's not like Jaws throws an ox. They set it. See, see Matt and Jaws earlier in the movie they established that uh, those oxygen tanks will blow up if you fuck around with them. They have a clear scene where Brody's fucking with them, and they yell at him, say, "You mess around with these things, they're gonna blow up. It's compressed air. What the fuck are you doing, idiot?" Right. So yeah, at the end of the tele- movie, that's re- bad. That's bad writing. That's that's, he, cold, that's planting and payoff. That's what a good movie no. does. And he remembers <laughs> that at the end of the movie, and he throws. Nah, you son of a bitch. Yeah, so he throws it in the shark's mouth and and shoots it and blows the shark to pieces because they set it up, Matt. Earlier in the film, they set up that those things explode. Subpar acting. You, really, really you, you want to know? You want to know the shark drawn out dialogue? The shark in the shallows. One movie that I liked that everybody hated this movie. Everybody. Me and Freeman Mommy went to the theater. I bought I bought the DVD when it came out. It was before Blu-ray. The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. I like that movie. <laughs> I, I, I did beach. like that movie. Yeah. Everybody I know hated that I did I didn't care for that movie. But really the whole great that. white scene. <laughs> yeah. We agree on something. I like oh, Matt, I like I like that movie, yeah. I I don't know what you're talking about. I thought that movie was I that like movie the got shit on because it was he it was Leonardo DiCaprio's big Titanic follow-up, so everybody was, like, mocking him and shitting on him, and I was... Look, the only movie that oh, I, I care for him, cool. there's two movies, know. and that's What's Eating Gilbert Grape 
And um, I could watch Romeo and Juliet with Claire Danes in him all day long. Well, you know what? I watched The Revenant, and he deserved that Oscar, man. Holy crap. That movie is that a, was cool, a good movie. movie. Did he win? Yeah, yeah. no, he, he, he won the did. Oscar for that. What deserved. Like, you could just see every scene. He was like, gotta win an Oscar. Gotta win an Oscar. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, fucking, I'll fucking eat this, like, this fish raw to win an Oscar. <laughs> like, him and Joaquin yeah. Phoenix have been robbed so many times. I like Joaquin Phoenix. He should have got it for the Gladiator. I thought Departed was a, was an awesome movie that he was in. Yeah, he's a he's a he's one of those guys that you're like at first he's a pretty boy and you're kind of like dismiss him, but he's a good actor. He's like Brad Pitt to me. Like I love Brad Pitt's movies. Well, mostly. Like remember when he was doing uh, Twelve Monkeys and doing a lot of weird stuff too? That was yeah. like his heyday for me. I love Brad Pitt. Back Interview in with a vampire. Interview. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We go to New Orleans in February for Mardi Gras. You're going to New Orleans for? Are you bringing the kids? Please don't say you're bringing. The yeah, kids. I don't think they no. are, right? No kids. No, they're going, but the Bush family—they're <laughs> going, but the, the Bush family that we went on the cruise with in the Bush we family, up, George W. and Jeff. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, Jeff's gonna be there. I'm a going with Sam. Remember whenever we went to Virginia Beach and we stayed with a nice family, the the big guy from uh, Norfolk Southern Railroad. Well, they got a house. And New Orleans, and uh, they've invited us down. But the the, the kids can kind of hang at the house. They have uh, an older daughter, and uh, Jeremy listens to Zombiecast. Ashton, listen to this. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, and that way we can mingle downtown. We're going during Mardi Gras to experience it. But I want to get to like the cemeteries and stuff. You know the the like double jeopardy. Is Ashton going to get beads? Yeah. It's <laughs> just gonna go down. Like, show me your titties. Show me your titties. titties you should go titties, on a late titties. night. You should go on a late night swamp boat tour, like in the movie Hatchet. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you watch Hatchet. Uh, watch, have you ever seen Hatchet? Yeah. Yeah, we watched it as yeah. homework together. Okay, well, you take the kids out on a on a late night swamp tour <laughs> through the bayou in, in New Orleans. That's slang for a whorehouse. <laughs> hey, speaking of homework, guys. Oh, hatchet face is you mean it's not you really? Family. Oh, a bite. Something I've been wanting to do, and I don't know. I, I don't know if maybe Matt can find it on Metaflex. But Ted, I think you'll be down for this. Once uh, we, we get past a couple of guests here on uh, on Zombiecast, uh, you know, maybe during january or something we need to do your know, red box has so many horror movies in it now b re- list movies I, I think we should check out some of those b list movies in red box and do that zombie for verse. homework Zombievers. Zombievers is on I, netflix I, I that was good i saw that was good i haven't seen Zombievers yet I'll, a lot I'll, of boobies i'll discuss Zombievers with you <laughs> i watched it uh, the other night on netflix have you seen it freak I, I think, think he had to go. His his dog yeah, oh. was coming in the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he's he's still on the call. Yeah, he had to go uh, answer him. I see his video there. Not unless he's a ghost. Are you a ghost freak? Who's but, scared but, of the most? Little ghost, little ghost. I got, I got the Netflix app. Have you, have you paid attention or been there lately? I'm on there every night. Redbox? Oh, not Redbox. <laughs> I'm on there every night. Oh, you are. It's on Flix or something. Yeah. Don't breathe is in there now. I, I tried. Thought it was pretty it. good. Peace Dragon. Yeah. We just saw Peace Dragon at the Dollar House, and it, yeah. I gotta say that that's probably my favorite Disney movie ever. I love 
Pete's Dragon. I like the old Pete's Dragon, but the, the new one is on Netflix now. Right? No. Yes. Already? Yes. No, you're thinking the Jungle Book. Jungle no, Book. I think Pete's Dragon too. I just saw it. If it's not on there, then I saw it on. Um, no, I just no. It's in I think Red I saw Box. it on Netflix or on Amazon. Wow, that's pretty quick. Yeah, because it came out like last week on DVD. Krampus is in Redbox. Yeah, I mean, Krampus was great. BFG. Where's all the damn horror movies? No one saw the BFG. I haven't heard one. Per- Tiger usually sees all this weird stuff. Tiger I read that. My kids saw it. Purge election year. That was a good movie. I like Purge election year. It was more of the same. I want to see Nerve. Hey, yeah, hey, so, hey. Emma are, you, are you kids going to see that new uh, like that Star Wars? That yes. new uh, Star Wars film that comes out this week? I I'd like to wear, but a new Star Wars film. Probably miss it. Are you going to go see what? it? Am I going to go see it? Are you um, crack? Of course. <laughs> I was going to say, Ted's going to be there like five hours before. I have okay, to wait. I'm going like first showing opening. That, the, the early buzz, they do this every time, but they had the premiere, and the early buzz says it's better than Force Awakens. My, I'm going um, Friday, Friday morning to see it. I might, maybe I can let the boys skip school. Pick them know, up. Got, maybe I can surprise them and go, the, go see it at like one o'clock. This is the Ooh. first Star Wars movie since 1980 that has, I call them ADATs, has ADATs. Think about it. You don't, <laughs> realize, you don't realize that. Imperial Walkers. 35 years since we've had a movie with ADAT shooting at shit, and this movie has that. It's got what Darth about you, Vader. Darth, Darth Vader, Vader walking around. James Earl Jones ended up. It's yeah. got yeah. ADAT shooting at shit, says Ted, Ted Bracewell. <laughs> it does. That's <laughs> hey, Seriously, it's, it's crazy. Are you going to go see it this weekend? I don't know. It's got a Death Star. This weekend, so maybe. It's got the fucking Death Star in it. When was the last time we had a Death Star? Hey, but the big right? question is Vader in it. Yeah. yeah. He's in it a lot, apparently. James Earl Jones? I James wonder Earl if, uh, I wonder if everything. Grand Moff Tarkin is going to be in the movie. I was thinking that too, Tyra Claw. I wonder if there's going to be, because that would, would be kind of weird if he wasn't, because he was the commander Grandma, of the Death who? Star. Grandma Tarkin, Peter Cushing. They would have to find oh. someone that looks like Peter Cushing. They'd have to CGI his face or something. Peter he, Cushing. He was in the. <laughs> he was at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. You saw him standing up there with Vader and. <laughs> it was, he it was, was an actor there, in, so he, in that makeup. Yeah, they didn't so quite the look like the, the real stars, Peter Cushing, but Ted, like a weird. Ted, yeah, no, we debated this. We debated I've this seen before. Him in the trailers. Right. There's some other new random the movie. Uh, Jimmy Smith, like, I, I guess, dies because you never see him. Yeah, what was that? What are you gonna say, Sean? What, one thing that pissed me off about Star Wars, piss, and I think we've talked about it here on ZombieCast. Me and you have talked about this, Ted, either on Knuckle or somewhere. But Chris, the Christian guy, remember, demanded that he was in the in Darth Vader's outfit. Hayden Christensen. Okay. Hayden Christensen. Remember, he demanded. On episode three, that, that he was in it, and they kicked David Prowse to the curb. Ouch. Which David Prowse, you know, I mean, David Prowse, like six foot, you know, he's built like Darth Vader, but if you ever go back and watch episode three with Hayden in the Vader outfit, he looks short as fuck to me. He's, and he's not really, it's only in two he shots. Where he, deal, but he doesn't when, have the when deal. he comes, when he pulls out, when he jumps out of the little thing that he's attached to, and he goes, no. And at the end, when he just is standing on the bridge of the Star Destroyer with the Emperor. So he really doesn't do anything. And this movie's him actually walking around talking. And Is David yeah, Prowse I, in it? 
I'm going to look that up. I don't know who plays Vader. But I, I think I've heard things like, yeah, they're hiding it in the trailers, but Vader's like fucking some shit up in this movie. I mean, I mean because you know, I read back then I read an article that that Hayden demanded that he was in it. They kicked David Prowse to the curb. But that, that was like, you know, if you kick Chewbacca to the curb and be like, no, you're not going to be in Chewbacca this time. But, they didn't yeah, kick him. They let, they let Peter Mayhew. But it's, all, the, all the shots where Chewbacca's sitting down is Peter Mayhew in the new movie because he's so decrepit, he can't walk. And then they have some, like, young guy. Whenever he's running around, it's like a seven-foot-tall younger guy. Is David but, Prowse in this one, Ted? I'm, I'm looking at and, and it's no big deal because it's Vader, but just the sentimental value. I know that he was really upset whenever he got denied it in episode three. You know what I mean? He's always been Vader. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'll never forget that screen. I remember in sitting in the theater in episode three and being like, you could feel it. We were all everybody. Theater was packed opening night. And you're like, oh my god, this movie's actually not terrible. It's it's George Lucas is kind of doing it. I, I, I was like kind of emotionally into it. It was like there, he's actually pulling this off. This is great. And then, then the no thing happened, and you felt the entire room just deflate. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just destroyed everything they built up. Was like, oh my god, why did he have that? <laughs> and and like I said, it doesn't matter about Vader, but it's just. The sentimental value, you know what I mean? True Star Wars fans, I mean. <laughs> well, what I want to know is, <laughs> excuse me, will we see R2 in Episode 8? Or will they have him killed off in between Force Awakens and Episode... Is Kenny yeah. Baker? No, Kenny Baker's are, been I don't in know. the... I don't know. They, they only I think, let him still be in it in the prequels for sentimental value. He's a remote think, control thing. I think Luke is going to die. Possibly, I don't know. No, but oh, he's or he's remote controlled. They just let Kenny Baker just ride around like a, he's like sitting in there doing nothing. It, yeah, but will the they? Value. There's no reason to have a sitting inside of R2 anymore. They have R two D 2s riding around like Comic Con now that are completely authentic. They don't have little dwarves in them. I think they can pull something off at a in a real movie. Yeah, I was just thinking for the sentimental value. Will they do that? Uh this what? sentimental value bullshit. <laughs> It's not on his IMDb, but they could be keeping it a secret, right? Well, I, I know here it says it's James a picture Jones, of a super secret chat. On IMDb, James Earl Jones says voice of Darth Vader, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So he he's definitely the voice, but I don't see who plays Vader. I don't either. It's I can probably check. IMDb, but they could, you know what I mean? They, could, they, could they keep it a secret? Well, we're not going to ever know because he never takes his mask off. So what difference does it make if we know it's David Prowse or not? Sentimental value. <laughs> you never saw David Prowse's face. It was it was Sebastian Shaw and Hayden Christensen. The guy playing uh, Vader was... in Rogue One, it says here, is Spencer Wilding. Fuck Spencer. Fuck the Spencer Wilding motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad he can kill Spencer. I'm going to find the article of David Prowse. You know what I mean? It's... it's... It's kind of a sad story, you know what I mean? But well, they had to find someone that's, that, that has, that's very tall, so they had to hire. <laughs> I mean, they can't get David well, Prowse. Well, there's a... Isn't there he is older, decrepit right now? I just watching... Yeah, David Prowse can barely stand decrepit. up. decrepit. <laughs> well, you see the well, you don't just stand up to R2-D2. It's the easiest job in the world. You just sit in a can. Well, the guy from R2-D2 just recently died. I'm look- oh, Yeah, I'm look- okay, here it is. Yeah, Spencer Willis. Just put they his have- body in there. They don't have they don't have Rogue One listed, but they as a movie, but it has a picture of Rogue One, so I guess it's him. But he's he was I'll in Guardians of the Galaxy and all sorts of stuff. Right now. 
What was that, Matt? Nothing. I was just joking about putting his body into the R2-D2. Hey, hey the, the dead put his body. ashes in there. Hey, Freak, I'll, I'll send you a link to this video. <laughs> if you look at Skype... Pushing ashes in the atmosphere. You know what? you look what? at Skype chat now, Freak, you yeah. see that zombie there in the middle with the blue shirt? Yes. That's my favorite fucking zombie. If you guys have that's time. From, that's from a music video. What music video was that, Matt? That was... professional. Oh, attention to the conversation. What? What music video was you filming? Oh. Oh, from... Uh, yeah. Oh, shoot. What was those guy? Todd. Uh, was it? Uh, Wasn't it Todd? Uh, Matt, can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Okay. It, it, its name is Todd. I'm just trying to remember their band name because I don't think yeah, they're yeah. together anymore. What, what are you linking where? Remember I was on the I was on live for a, a zombie music video shoot, and I was in the music video too. I, I have Troy on my Facebook. Troy Larrabee. Yeah, as I heard Jeffrey Dean Morgan is actually going to be in the Vader suit in the new movie. I hate so he, Todd. Every fifth word, I he kind of leans over to his side. There will be <laughs> yeah. a growing red version of Lucille, right? We must hey, Lewis, pay the plans back. And he leans over to his side. Have you met my lightsaber, Lucy? There is actually a <laughs> documentary on David Prowse on Netflix. Really? So could, yes. I started watching it about three days ago. And then my, my husband decided he wanted to do Gotham. So I went, I stopped they, that. They may tell that story in that documentary. So, yes. And it talks about all about how, you know, he had filmed all these scenes and stuff. But they're like, yeah, we don't want to use your voice. Well, Norma, there was a whole controversy where he was mad they didn't use his voice because they, they decided to get that crappy voice guy, James Earl Jones, with that crappy, yeah, not scary right. voice. Have you seen the footage of Darth Vader before James Earl Jones' voice was put in? Well, that's what we were. That's what they show oh, you. In, in how, what? How, does, is my mind. how do they go from it is absolutely well, – no, well, let me, let me tell you. They, you can look at the footage of, of Star Wars before James Earl Jones. And it's literally Vader walking up and saying, like, uh, like uh, you are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. That's uh, what he sounds. He sounds what? like just some British. I wonder like, how they went from Kristen Haderson's voice to, Dar- to uh, James Earl Jones. <laughs> I mean. Well, they needed David because of his height. He was a bodybuilder. You know, he was a weightlifter. And, you know, he was really tall. So that they wanted somebody that was, you know, intimidating. To fill the part, his voice just didn't match the yeah. thought process. I'll find you so. the clip now, madam. Yeah, okay. Darth they, Vader's voice before they voiced. I'd they, love to hear this. Tyre, can you find it, or when do you guys find it? I found uh, it right now. They, they, they yeah. did this. They do this with Star Wars quite often. They they get an actor and then they dub their voiceover of another actor, like uh, I know Darth Maul. I did. I was originally Jar Jar Binks. I mean, they got that Darth Maul in episode one, who was played by Ray Park. Uh, wasn't even his own voice. It was we, someone else. You've opened Pandora's box, people. Tiger yeah. Call, play this clip. Tiger Call. I just put a clip in the chat. I want everybody to hear. This is Vader before they dubbed in Vader. Okay, uh, I mean, okay, I'm going to click on Yo, this. Luke, motherfucker! Another Yo, good Luke. one is, is The Exorcist before they dubbed over Lit the Player. All right, here we go. Finding the right voice for Darth Vader was another challenge. And action! Lucas had never intended to use the on-set vocal performance of David Prowse. Start tearing this ship apart piece by piece until you find those tapes. Find the passengers in this vessel. I want them alive. I can still hear David Prowse's accent in the. All right. Yeah. Do you want what he sounded like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is not I iconic at all. I want them alive. <laughs> that's just a whiny person in a suit. 
<laughs> that does not work at all. Mariana's watching Walking Dead, by the way, and she said if she had a drink for every time they nodded at each other in that final scene in Hilltop, she'd be drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They just kind of stand around just looking at each other in a circle, nodding. Was that, see, I, that part that part kind of annoyed me. I'm like, okay, this is a little cheesy right now. Like, at the end, I was like, um, you had such yeah. a strong episode, and then there's this. Can you imagine, what? though, watching them, like, all walk in and just stand there and nod at each other for, like, five minutes? <laughs> It's like, what are, are they talking? It's like how they all got their balls back. Now we're going to go kick this guy's ass. I'd still be like, no, this guy's still going to fuck us up pretty bad. But at least we're competent. Yeah. It's like, what, yeah. okay, what's the plan? Do you think Tara's still going to go back to these, these women and try to convince them to come fight Negan? I hope she trips and falls off a bridge if she does. <laughs> yeah. No. Again, she already did that, but she lived. Hopefully this she is true. Luck true. Time. Matt, true. I think that, that story is gone now. It's funny. <laughs> And she's never gonna find, uh, she's never gonna find Heath because he stumbled onto the, the new twenty four set. He stumbled onto <laughs> yeah. pastures and he's never coming back. Yeah, Tara's gonna go back and have a taco fiesta buffet. <laughs> we have to do a lesbian. Joke. While Rick have, steals the guns, gonna have a crab salad. <laughs> or, uh, that doesn't even make sense. Fish tacos, a clam salad, a clam, a clam <laughs> salad. I, 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 meant to say clam, I meant to say clam chowder or something. I don't know. <laughs> How'd I say it, Frenchie? A cram salad. <laughs> Jesus. Crazy. Just you got crabs, Ted? No. <laughs> okay, okay <laughs> private. That was that, that kids in the hall like, you get out there and fuck them. We'll take we'll take pictures. <laughs> what? There was a thing in kids in the hall brain candy where there like there was like an all gay military brigade, and like they were all spying on the. The Germans or the Russians were, or whatever were out there, like, na- taking showers. They were naked out taking showers, and they were all, like, ripped. And it says, sir, how do we proceed? All right, private, you get over there and fuck them. We'll stand back here and masturbate. <laughs> there, There is a famous sketch in uh, Kids in the Hall where it's about, like, just gay guys at a park. And that was totally based off the park that was just down my street that we all found out was, like, a secret, like, meetup club. Mm-hmm. For like orgies. <laughs> yeah, you just found out. Mm-hmm. Oh, After you go a couple times, you get the sense of what's going on. Marianne, I swear, I've been there 27 times. I just found out now, though. Yeah. What about, whatever, anal cyst man. I think it's gross. What was that movie, Senior Trip, that had the kids in the hall guy in it? He was the Star Trek Oh, man. I think I remember that. No, no, I mean, he, he was the cross guard at the busy street. And he's like, all right, I'm a professional, go. And it's just fucking cars just raging by. And it's like, all right, go. <laughs> but it was the black-headed guy with the curly hair. They're all, they're all crazy. Well, I think, you know, I think that was Cena Trip, but didn't he, didn't, that was Kevin McDonald, but didn't he follow them? He was a crazy Star Trek fan. Yeah, and he yeah, yeah. stalked them the whole way. But do you remember when he was the cross guard? And he's like, I'm a professional, go. <laughs> they're like, we're not going. He's like, go now, go, go. I know that movie starred a young Jeremy Renner when no one knew who he was. It was like 18-year-old Jeremy Renner. It's true. My son is, that's like his movie hero, Jeremy Renner. Dude, you know what? You mentioned brain candy. You know what popped in my head? The naked what? Russian girl in, in Spies Like Us that gets out of the tent. Yeah. That girl was hot. That's with um, Dan Aykroyd, right? Or Bill Murray. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Dan Aykroyd married that girl, though. Remember the hot blonde that was like their, the third member of their group? Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's Dan Aykroyd's real life wife. Huh. Nicely done. Dan. I'm talking about the Russian in the tent when they had the nuclear missile. 
Yeah. That was the first DVD I ever had. That and Pink Floyd The Wall. Spies oh, like us, Pink Floyd. So, Freak, you got to get going? Yes, I do. All right, well, we can do the wrap up show, Freak. Uh, if you got five more minutes. Yeah, or, or two more, more minutes. minutes. Yeah, but, you know what? <laughs> Freak, I want to thank you for swinging by, man. We've been uh, friends for a long time. And, uh, you know, it, it's an honor uh, having you back on, man. And I yeah, want to thank you for having me on your show a couple of weeks ago. Everybody needs to go listen to that show. But, uh, Freak, dude, where can people find you and tell everybody about your radio show? Um, well, it's Zombie Anonymous. And if you listen to Taurus vs. Zombies, you might recognize Jesse Picks- Pittsburgh, who is on there every so often. But right. we just talk about zombies and really what's going on with our lives as well. Okay. And yeah. Walking Dead every every week, and we talk about beer too. Good, Ooh. yeah, yeah. That's right. We but, all drink beers on your show. But, yeah, but you can find us um, on. Oh, I can never remember the exact address on Facebook, but it's if you put in Zombie Anonymous, you should be able to find it. And okay. we're at Zombie Anonymous or at ZMB Anonymous on Twitter. Nice, nice. And, and what is your Twitter? Uh, at Freak Five Chaos. Freak 5 Chaos. Well, Freak, man, thanks so much for swinging by. And, uh, Norma, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter under Normie477. Sorry, my <laughs> voice is bad. Or you can find me on All Games on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Knuckleballer Radio. <gasps> and come gain with me on Xbox Live. You can find me under Normie Bug. Hopefully this Christmas I have some really nice things that I can oh. pop in my Xbox. Normie Bug. Bye. Yes, Ted, play with me. We okay. need to play some games. Okay. So you just say what you want to play and when. All right, sounds yeah. good. I need to but work on my gears. Not a not a psychic. I don't know. Yes, I need well, to work on my gears. Normie's needs. There's new yeah. there's new maps coming out for gears nice. like any day now. Awesome. Nice, so, yeah, Ted. Where can people find you? Ted can on everything. Ted can everything on Xbox Live and everything. Yeah. Hey, spell it, Tedekin. T-E-D-A-K-I-N. Nice. Madam McFly, where can people find you, buddy? At Madam McFly, M-E-T-T-O-M-C-F-L-Y, and the No Sleep Podcast, Whoop. and in your life. Everywhere. Yeah, so the in No Sleep... You can, find, uh, you can find Matt uh, in front of his TV re-watching Jaws and changing his opinion. Uh, I don't want to. It's just so. I'd fall asleep. Honestly, oh, that, that man, movie. All four, the, all four on Netflix. Watch the whole Jaws saga. Well, if I have trouble sleeping, maybe I'll watch those snooze fests. But if I want something oh, a little more go exciting, back. go a little back. less hacky. A little less hacky. Oh, go back to your deep blue sea and your shark night and your terraconda no versus death, Ted. That was one of the most shocking deaths uh, in history. You. Sh- it was what, pretty deep good blue death. sea. Like, deep blue. That was a pretty good death. I got to admit. <laughs> what. Yeah, you know what a Richard Dreyfuss movie is that I could watch just over and over and over Mr. and over Miller's and over. Office. No, no, no. <laughs> one fine uh, day. One fine day. Sorry, with George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer, one fine day. No, one fine day is about the horse races. Oh. where he's addicted to gambling. You all never seen one fine day? Never heard of it. Uh, I've heard of One Fine Day. There is a it, One though. Fine Day, but it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, that's the yeah. one I'm thinking of. Hold on. Let me find out. Let me get my Dreyfus uh, shit right. You Richard Dreyfus out of this I show. I, I, got down it's a about a young hole. and beautiful Michelle Pfeiffer falling in love with a young and beautiful George Clooney on One Fine Day. 
That's the plot. How do you spell Dreyfus? Oh, jeez. I don't know. D-R-E-Y-F-U-S-S. Let me see. I, I, I'll probably find it before you need to, before you do it. It's a race. We got a race here. I'm playing for Tiger. Um. Google does not show any results for Richard Dreyfuss once Friday. day. The only thing that comes up is the 1996 movie. What's it called? One I think you're day. wrong, Sean. I don't think it's... Maybe it's, let a, it maybe it's under a different title. Ride. <laughs> let it ride's the name of it. <laughs> That's very close to One Fine Day. Very close. They both have three words. That in it, Sean, okay, so that cool. one came out in 1989. My damn phone screen's cracked, guys. Give me a break. This is like this. Uh, usually, if they have the same number of words, I get confused. It's like like one time I uh, was tr- I wanted to watch Die Hard, and I ended up watching The Toy. And I didn't realize it wasn't Die Hard because the names were so similar. Because two two words, same thing here. Hey Matt, yo, say hummity hummity, bok bok. You could be got to say them seven times each. What the hell? Hummity hummity bok. No, you can just come on, do it. Hummity hummity bok bok. Hummity hummity bok bok. Hummity hummity bok bok. Hummity hummity bok bok. Hummity hummity. I can't. Hummity hummity. Good, he's fucking good. I don't understand what's going on. Research. I do want to say uh, before I get to mine the No Sleep Podcast you, uh, just started producing new episodes right? Yeah yeah. Uh, so, they, big Christmas episodes coming up and they're going on break but then uh, coming back in the new year I heard well, season, I heard through the grapevine that, that Matt might be negotiating his exit Oh yeah, here on Zombiecast. No, um, yeah. on the other show, guys. Guys, I'm done. I was just say, uh, Matt, if you think that I'm gonna grab you by the toes and just pull you back in, I don't care what you say. <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, 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 joy, joy. You can find me on Twitter.com/slash Freeman Daddy Five, Xbox One Gamer Tags, Freeman Daddy Seven. I just, I just bought another Xbox One tonight. Ooh. Uh, excited about it. And, and here's a public service announcement. I've been looking to get the boom. EU2 Bluetooth speaker, uh-huh. but also been looking at the Amazon Tap. The Amazon Tap is just like the Amazon Echo, but you plug it in and it has a battery life of nine hours. So you can take it as a Bluetooth speaker no matter where you go. But like at the pool with the country club where we go swimming, they have Wi Fi there. So you get 100% of the Alexis capabilities with the Amazon Tap. Now, the Amazon Tab is $89. The Boom EU2 is $149. But if anybody has the Amazon Tab, uh, message me, freemaniphone at gmail.com. I just want to know the sound quality. Yeah, you know, right. It's usually $130 on sale for $89. Should I get the Boom EU or should I get the Amazon Tab with the Lexus capabilities for a little less of a speaker? So uh, I, I really want to know because I'm making my Christmas list, and I think I think I want the Amazon tap. <laughs> Seems pretty cool. But that's it. On behalf of the mighty, mighty, mighty Tiger Claw and Tiger, it was an anniversary this week, right? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did you? I don't think anniversary. I don't. I, there you, was. You, 
You did not even post about it. Yes. What? There was no anniversary of the video game. Are you yes, feeling like there tiger? was. Yes, there was. Well, yeah, what is it then? It was like the 30th anniversary of the arcade game. Oh, yeah, I saw that actually on Facebook. And Tiger Claw missed. It wasn't the anniversary well, of the Ninja Turtles. Well, if, it if, if, if it was that Not important, fan, it would have been posted all over the the gaming blogs and stuff. Oh, it was. It was. Matt, you're a gaming expert. You're telling. Yeah, really. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on? But on behalf of the Mighty All Games Radio Network, Mr. Norma Latte, Tedek, and Manny McFly, and myself, Freeman Daddy 5, and we want to thank Mr. Freak 5 Chaos from Zombie Anonymous. Thank you, Freak. And we can call episode 132 of Zombiecast. That's all the wrap, guys. Good night, zombies! <laughs> Good night. Good Bunch night. Fun. Yes. That was fun. I gotta run. Me too. I gotta rest this voice. Bye. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Night, Ted. Good night. Ted. We went away. Good night, Sean. Good night. No, don't let me go. No! Sorry, you're slipping out of my hands. I can't. John. John. And he flew away. Bye, everybody.